Welcome back to another episode of the 100% Elite Podcast with your host, Jeff Ingram. What is up, everybody? It is your captain back at it again for another episode of the 100% Elite Podcast. This is episode 85. It has been another jam-packed week of AEW content served up to us by our Lord and Savior, Tony Khan. Um, not a lot of stuff have has happened in, like, newsworthy stuff uh, since the last time I talked to you guys, which was, like, two days ago. Um but there was a couple of things that happened that are noteworthy for the pay-per-view, obviously. Um, so let's get right into those. Uh, Julia Hart is out of the Battle Royale. Uh, Nyla and Jade attacked her. It was like a little social media thing. So she is out. But I guess uh, it was kind of released a taping of Dark. I guess Red Velvet and Sky Blue tore the house down, and uh, I guess the crowd was booing Red Velvet, uh, which is, I guess she earned that for herself, man. Um, maybe she just needs to, uh, I don't know, turn heel, I guess? Is that is that what they all do? Once they start getting booed, you just turn heel? <laughs> um, but yeah, Sky Blue in the Battle Royale. Um, I haven't seen it yet, I... I you know, like I said, uh, the last episode, I don't watch dark and dark elevation anymore. Uh, but I'll have to check out that match just to, just to see the crowd reaction and everything. But apparently they did a great job. Tony Khan walked out there and said, sky blue, get up here. Uh, you want to be in the battle Royale? And so that's probably a pretty big moment for her, uh, being on a pay-per-view. Um, because I think it's pushed to the actual pay-per-view. Um, Andrade, He's going to be wrestling Pac at the Ohio Cincinnati show that I will be at. It is going to be fucking dope. So not only is it going to be my first pro wrestling fucking anything, uh, any I've never seen like it live. So this is just going to be absolutely nuts. But uh, the card is shaking up to be good, man. We, we got uh, Malachi Black versus Dustin, uh, Pac versus Andrade. So... Just off of those two matches, I get to see some uh, fantastic performers, and obviously Mox is going to be there doing his thing. Um, I don't. I mean, I, I just wonder who we're going to see. I hopefully Punk's there. That'd be fucking great. Um, I know my buddy. He's he's got tickets, and he's a huge Punk fan. So this is that would be incredible for him to to go there and see see that. You know what I mean? Just a I don't know. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, other than that, um, Sky Blue, Nyla Rose, Pac, yep, that's about it. I mean, there was nothing <laughs> that happened really in between these couple of days. Oh, wait a minute. The Acclaimed. The Acclaimed came back. So Max Caster, I guess, uh, got in trouble for uh, his, his, his raps, uh, which I... <sighs> He's, I mean, he's a heel. Literally, MJF has said, fuck them kids, and has flicked little kids off, and that's fine. But him just making up a rap uh, and saying some dumb shit, he could have just, like, I don't know, came out the next week and said something different, and people would have forgot about it. Like, it's, uh, I don't know. Or they should have caught it on dark and just fucking cut it, and then we all never would have saw. I think Tony Khan like took over editing dark and stuff like that. Um, I, I never watched it. I just heard about it. So uh, that's why I'm like, I don't even know what he really said. I, I really don't care that much, but they, uh, they came back. Uh, so he claimed back at it. Uh, I mean, I like him as a tag team when they wrestle on dynamite, but anything that anybody's pretty much doing on dark, doesn't matter and it like doesn't really show up storyline wise on dynamite so 
I guess it doesn't matter at all. Um, let's let's get into dynamite. Let's uh, let's let's pop this thing off here. Um, dynamite this week was pretty fucking gnarly. Um, I, I liked the majority of what uh, went on in there, and uh, that started off was FTR versus Santana and Ortiz, proud and powerful. I don't even know if uh, the inner circle is like still a thing, you know, like they're all just kind of doing their own, their own thing. I haven't seen them in a group in a while. Um, but yeah, I mean, I love both of these teams in this match. It was a great a wrestling, uh, but cash man, cash's arm was fucked. I couldn't imagine wrestling after a big fucking metal you know, part of the ring goes through my fucking forearm. I mean, that's nuts. The dude is insane for wrestling right now. Um, but yeah, the the three amigos into the frog splash was really fucking cool. I like I like when the you know people pay tribute to Eddie Guerrero. He was one of my favorite wrestlers growing up. I thought he was amazing. I loved all the gimmicks. Uh, all of his matches were just fucking great. You knew when he was out there, shit was going to go down. Because uh, I was a SmackDown kid. That's all I was really able to watch. I, I didn't watch Raw until like a uh, little bit later. Because I never had cable growing up. So SmackDown on a, a Dayton channel that I would have to like put extra tinfoil on the fucking uh, bunny ears just to make sure it would come in clear. Uh, so I, I had that, that core SmackDown crew, like Rey Mysterio, Edge, um, Eddie Guerrero, uh, you know, The Rock was on there for a little bit. They they had a killer group of people. It was it was awesome. Um, but yeah, uh, I love when they tribute stuff to Eddie Guerrero. That's what that whole rant was about. Um, and then, um, I mean, both both of these teams could be fucking like champions like this. These are both high caliber. I well, duh. FTR has already been tag team champions, but I just meant like they both carry themselves like, like top notch. Like these are stars. It's, it's really great to see Santana and Ortiz like go over here too. Uh, I like that. I don't know if this is FTR's last match. It was a great match at that. Um, I hope it isn't, but if it is, that was a, a really great match to go out on. Um, the dead president face paint. Uh, I've seen, I mean, I've seen the movie. I understand it. I understand the references and, and stuff like that, but does it, I don't know. Does it work? I mean, wouldn't you just want to get like some really cool gear instead? and wear that for a big time match like that. I don't know. That's just my opinion. I'm really into the, the, the gear stuff. So, you know, some people don't give a shit. They just go out and, you know, just go out there and fucking wrestle. I don't care what, what the fuck you're wearing. Gear is really important to me. I think if you don't look like a star, I'm not going to treat you like one. So, um, but yeah, the, the FTR hit the big rig, you know, I thought this was, was over here, but, uh, Santana ends up picking up the win and uh yeah they go over i don't know what this means for for ftr this are they done i also don't know is the pinnacle still a thing too like you know mjf and jericho are feuding but like where's wardlow been where's you know ftr comes out with tolly but they don't they don't come out with the rest of the group i don't factions back in the day went everywhere with each other they were constantly you know with each other so i don't know i don't know what's going on here if it's just like a big shakeup because you know the dark order is kind of feuding and stuff like that with any like itself so maybe maybe there's going to be a big shakeup maybe uh uh, there's going to be some more titles announced here soon i know uh tony khan said um, you know, he's definitely going to be bringing in more championships, um, which I think they should. I mean, it'll give more storylines, uh, an easier, like, you know, I, I mean, obviously the WWE had way too many titles. Um, especially at one point in time, they had like the European title, the world title, the, 
you know, the WWE championship. They had like the hardcore title. They had like just, uh, just a crap ton, the intercontinental champion. You know what I mean? They just had anything and everything they could think of to throw titles in there. I'm just saying like bring trios titles in. That's, that's obviously something us fans want. Bring women's tag team champions in. That would be, or like belts. Um, that would be great. And then, I don't know, they could probably do another men's singles title or, I, no, I don't want the FTW title to be an actual like sanctioned title. I think that's just a Taz group thing. They can, you know, it'll go to Will Hobbs next. Cool. Uh, <laughs> um, I uh, I don't want that to be an actual title, but uh, maybe something, maybe something like a dark champion. You know what I mean? AEW dark title and whoever holds that title is kind of like the gatekeeper at that point in time or maybe they get a shot to get off a of dark um and onto the main stage I, a lot of the you know indie guys and stuff like that that they have on dark sometimes make it onto dynamite or they uh have good matches like alan angels or i guess this daniel garcia kid um I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's a way to to push people to go watch Dark because knowing that there's an actual like title on the line and and stuff like that. I don't know. Or like a Rampage champion. Um, I don't know. I know there's a TNT title that's not going away apparently. So a TBS title when they when they switch over to TBS, maybe that'll be a thing. Or maybe they'll call it something else. Uh, the Warner Media title. um i don't know who who fucking knows but um right after this main match god i just went on a rant for no fucking reason um 2.0 and uh daniel garcia cut a promo on darby allen uh basically saying he's not gonna make it to this punk match he's uh they're gonna take him out on uh on fucking rampage um i I don't, I really like 2.0 and I'll tell you why. I think the one dude, the bigger dude can talk. I think he's just got that like natural pro wrestling, uh, like tone in his voice. And he's, he's already like, uh, we'll give you a taste and shit like that. And like, it's, he's already got kind of taglines that are good. And like even the commentary team are putting it over, uh, during their matches and stuff. And it just feels very organic it doesn't feel super forced, uh, but the Daniel Garcia kid, I don't, I don't see it at all. I, I, I maybe I'll give him some more time, but he seems very plain. Um, he seems very uh, just fucking vanilla. I mean, who likes just eating vanilla ice cream? That's weird. You know what I mean? I just, I think he just needs something different to make him stand out because right now he looks like uh somebody that they had on dark and pushed to dynamite to see what he's got and it's just not doing it for me so hopefully um he's not on the cincinnati card because i don't give a shit um after this we had punk uh like you know coming out to cut a promo and then 2.0 attacks uh sting and darby come down to help uh, and you know, you get the scorpion death drop, the coffin drop and the GTS combo all at the same time. It was fucking awesome. That moment right there is, it was really cool. I like how they all just hit their finishers. Um, dude, just, just imagine punk hasn't wrestled in fucking seven years and he's going to come back and take a fucking coffin drop. <laughs> like how, insane is that guy i've i've heard like when you i've heard a couple interviews and shit like that of people who've taken that fucking move they said it is brutal i mean the other dives and stuff like that they kind of roll off of them or you know the 450s and the frog splashes it kind of hurts their stomach because they kind of bounce into each other but when you're just taking the full force of somebody straight onto your fucking chest, or sometimes he lands on their head or on their legs. I know Darby's a small guy, but that's still a human being jumping through the air and slamming on you with all of his uh, fucking bones going into you. Um, 
I've, what fucking podcast was he on? Uh, Darby talks about, I, th- I think I've told this story on this podcast before, but he said he had a WWE tryout and he did the coffin drop and the dude shit himself. And the guy was wearing white, uh, like tights, like his pants were white. So, uh, yeah, he, he kind of left <laughs> early after that, but, uh, yeah, literally that much force. He fucking made a dude shit his pants. Um, but yeah, so this moment was really cool with, uh, all three of them. Um, I'm excited to see that fucking match. I think it's just going to be, I think it's going to be nuts. I think Punk wouldn't have picked Darby Allen if he didn't think he could handle him. And I know he's worked on heels recently. So all that bullshit about, eh, I don't need what, what a, like he talked on that media scrum. Oh, I don't need to go in there and take a bunch of bumps and do this and that he was training on that heels and he's kind of like a consultant. If you listen to, uh, the fucking oral sessions podcast, uh, with Stephen Amell on there, he even said like, I looked to fucking punk for a lot of advice on, would we actually do this? You know, blah, 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 this and that. I guarantee he was in that ring a lot more than they're leading off. And plus he's probably training. I mean, they, him and uh, Malachi Black are, are into MMA, so they, you know, put that picture up on Instagram or whatever it was on. Um, so he's probably doing a lot more training than he's he's leading on. So I think this match is good, just going to be, it's going to tear the fucking house down. I'm expecting it to be the main event. Um, I know there's no title on the line or anything like that. I think Kenny Omega is going to be either in the middle of the card or it's going to be the the match before that, um, I don't know, it's, it's weird, or maybe they start off with that match, maybe that's just, it opens fucking hot, that, that'd be, that'd be another crazy way to go about it, I don't know, because I know the MJF Jericho thing is a pretty big match for, you know, Jericho, especially if he loses, and this is his farewell, is that an all-out pay-per-view when we all think, oh, he's going to win, you know, he's, he's not done with wrestling because he's, he's been having great matches. And because this, this little run that he just, uh, went on was actually, a f- every match was great. The Juventud Guerrero match was great. The Nick Gage match was great. Uh, if you haven't listened to the Matt Cardona podcast, he talks about wrestling Nick Gage. Uh, and he's like, man, if this guy runs his fucking pizza cutter across my head one more time, I'm going to fucking kill him. Uh, it was pretty, it was a pretty good listen. I suggest going and, and hearing that one out. I don't know what people have like such a visceral hate for Matt Cardona. The guy is, uh, entertaining. I've seen, I've seen a couple things where people just l- fucking hate him. Um, yeah, but anyways, after this, we had uh, a Kenny Omega video promo uh, hyping up that match with him and Christian. Um, and then we get into MJF sit down with Tony Schiavone talking about Chris Jericho. And I got it. So let's roll it. Chris Jericho puts his career on the line against this man, the most disgusting, despicable human being that I've ever been around in my life. And I'm going to be very honest with you. This is very uncomfortable for me to do, MJF. What an intro, Tony. You're such a professional. Cowboy Chris, Corazon de Leon, Lionheart. The man of a thousand and four holds, the sexy beast, the Ayatollah of rock and roller, the best in the world at what you do, the goat, the pain maker, the champion, the demo god, Chris Jericho. Four decades. Four. Four, thank you. Uh, please of consistently evolving in order to stay on top of the mountain in professional wrestling, being universally known as the greatest of all time. Your career is absolutely unparalleled, Christopher, and whether I, your greatest critic, cares to admit it or not, you will be forever etched in the Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling. But don't get it twisted, buddy. By the time my career is all said and done, I'll be taking your place. And I know wrestling fans are going to take a long time to get used to that. Hell, I might as well be pro wrestling stepdad because I have your shoes to fill, Christopher, and that's no easy feat. However, Muhammad Ali was once considered the greatest boxer in the world. Thought he was the greatest boxer about one or two times too many because he kept coming back for that spotlight. He turned his brains 
into scrambled eggs and his body into a shell of what it once was. Look in the mirror, Jericho. After everything I've put you through, you're Ali. Your knees are shaking, your back is aching, it takes you five hours to go to sleep at night, and a whole lot longer to get out of bed in the morning. You're on a downward spiral, man. But, just like Ali, you're an addict. You need the spotlight. You crave it. The warmth beating of that spotlight is oh too intoxicating for you to stay away. And I've taken that away from you three times, Chris, and when a man like you loses that spotlight, you're willing to do just about anything to get it back. That's why you put your career on the line, Chris. And that's why on September 5th, at All Out, I'm going to have the distinct honor and privilege of ending one of the greatest runs in the history of professional wrestling. It is oh so poetic that the same yearning of the spotlight that got you to the dance will be the same reason why your music dies. Is there nothing that MJF like can't fucking do? I thought this promo, because uh, before I'm like, dude, I've seen them wrestle like a million fucking times. And MJF just sells you on wanting, wanting to see him in the ring, man. He's great. He's one of the best talkers ever. In any situation, he sells me on pretty much everything that they're doing. Um, so this was fantastic in my book. Um, after this, we had Orange Cassidy versus Jack Evans. Uh, Matt Hardy attacks in the beginning, which... It, did you guys see the pictures of his face? He got fucked up. Um, you know, hits him first and gets uh, ejected. Um, but it ends up being a quick roll up for the win in picture in picture. I don't know what the fuck happened there, but I just remember coming back and I'm like, he fucking won. Like what the fuck happened? Cause sometimes, you know, picture in picture, I'll kind of walk away cause it's a lot of like, you know, rest holes and shit like that. But, uh, and if it's anything like super exciting, like a fucking pin, they'll just replay it. Um, so yeah, gets a quick roll up for the win. And, uh, you know, Matt and the HFO attack the, cause the best friends come out, you know, when, uh, TH2 and, and Matt are j jumping orange Cassidy. So the, the rest of the best friends come out to help. And then the, all of the HFO attack, the best friends and, uh, Jurassic express, uh, coming in with the save. And this is like setting up that fucking big match that they have. So just, I guess adding fuel to the fire. I don't really know. So it's going to be, uh, Best Friends and Jurassic Express. I don't even know if they're the best friends anymore. Because, I mean, you don't get uh, the best friends without fucking uh, Trent. Trent? Right? That's his name? I'm just joking. Um, yeah, Trent and Chucky T, man. Uh, the best friends. Like, there's no best friends. It's it's him and Wheeler, Yuta, or whatever the fuck that guy's name is. Um, and Orange Cassidy. The HFO just sucks too. Let's just get, <laughs> let's just get that straight. This this group that they've made up has no rhyme or reason whatsoever. Uh, the other two tag teams that are in this group, uh, like the Private Party, the, like they have lost all their momentum that they had. You got whoever is out there is fans of them is probably like scratching their head, like what the fuck did you do to them? Because this was the team who beat the Young Bucks in the beginning of AEW, and now they are, you know, Matt Hardy's lackeys where they're doing nothing, pretty much. Um, I mean, they're beating up Orange Cassidy and the best friends, like, after a match. That's, I don't know. It just seems like a long way down that they have gone. Um, so, yeah, after this, we had Eddie Kingston cutting a promo and as soon as his was done they cut straight to Miro uh and he like kind of talked back so this these sets of promos were just quick back and forth kind of stuff setting up this match um trying to you know build the build the feud a little bit more um I'm gonna play you guys the stuff that happened on Rampage because that was a lot better it was fucking hysterical um eddie kingston is the fucking man um 
but yeah, after this, we had uh, JR and Chris Jericho's uh, promo in the ring. Um, I mean, dude, this thing almost sounded like like a goodbye. Um, it's really long, so I'm not going to play it. Uh, but basically, he it it was almost like a farewell fucking thing. And I know Fozzie has, is going on that Save the World tour. So I wonder, because if he wins, he's... He's going to get kicked right into another storyline. If he loses, he says he's never going to wrestle in AEW. And then, like, I don't know, he can come back as a different character. Or he can, um, I don't know, maybe he said never wrestle on Dynamite again or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, don't, I don't know if he can play with the wording or he can just come back and be like, Max, I lied. I don't care what you, uh, like... It's not set in stone. There are no rules. Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? It could be some clever way for him to come back because I don't think Jericho's done. And unless something happened in one of those matches, um, maybe the one with Wardlow or something like that that took something away from him that uh, he's not he like he's like, dude, I can't, I can't go as hard as I want anymore. You know what I mean? Maybe something has happened that we don't know about yet. Um, so this is his last his last farewell match. I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens literally tomorrow night. Um, so after this, we had Darby Allen's promo on punk. Um, Darby Allen, man, uh, sometimes like during interviews and stuff like that, I'm sure like, like hanging out with this guy must be uh, hard. It, he just doesn't seem like he talks at all. <laughs> But on some of these pre-tapes and some of these promos, like you, I'm almost convinced like, uh, like, you know, this guy is a fucking nightmare. Like he probably in the, probably in the ring, they're like, Hey man, can you just not really throw your entire body at me, uh, through the ropes in a fucking dive or Hey man, uh, can you not try to kill yourself live on TV? Uh, <laughs> But he seems like real cut and dry. Like I just watched the fan fest thing that was happening, and his answers are real like monotone and <laughs> not enthusiastic whatsoever. He just seems like, yeah, I'm just barely alive. I'm here. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, he he cut a little promo on Punk, basically saying he's he's gonna beat him at all out, and uh, yeah, that was about it. Um, and then we had a match, uh, powerhouse Hobbs versus Brian cage. This was a big man match. Um, Ricky Starks, um, hitting cage with the FTW title and Hobbs hits the town business for the win. I mean, there was a lot of cool shit in this match. Uh, they had a long fucking commercial break. Um, uh, dude, I'm kind of excited to see what hook does and what he wears like in the ring, like what his gear's gonna be like, what is it what is his moveset's gonna be like? Cause apparently he's like uh like a a prodigy. Um I forget what fucking podcast it was on, but they were talking about him. And apparently he's he's gonna be a, a big deal in in this company and in pro wrestling. So I'm excited to see what happens there. But yeah, this was a big man match, dude. They were throwing each other around. I mean, they're fucking giant. Dude Brian Cage is strong as fuck. He is huge. Um, but yeah, nice little match. I wasn't too, like, set on seeing this. You know what I mean? Like, it it wasn't really, like, something I was like, oh, my God, I can't wait for that match. But it was, like, you know, better than some of the matches that we've seen on Dynamite throughout the uh, last couple, like, like fucking Orange Cassidy versus Jack Evans. I wasn't like, oh man, I'm I'm fucking just biting my nails to see how Orange Cassidy's gonna job out Jack Evans. Like it just doesn't <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Um after this we had Malachi Black cutting a uh promo on Lee Johnson. Now I thought that match was gonna be shit. Okay. We will um we will get to to that match. Uh, it, it happened on Rampage, and I thought it was fantastic. I'm just going to say that right off the bat. But 
Um, yeah, he's kind of promo basically saying, you know, didn't expect you to come out, but now I'm going to deal with you and I'm going to take your head off just like I'm, uh, you know, taking off everybody else's head. Um, and then after this, we had QT calling out Paul White. Paul White comes out, they get the big, the big, you know, tussle and they're, it's all, all of the factory and some new guy all ganging up on Paul White and he pushes them all off. He's choke slamming some people. The gun club in the gun club comes in to save the day, and then they turn on him, hit him in the fucking back with a chair, hit him in his uh, side. The ass man himself, Billy Gunn, turning on Paul White, his buddy. And so now, is the gun club part of the factory? Like, or are they just have a vendetta against Paul White? I don't know what. They didn't really explain it, and on Rampage, they didn't touch base on it again, so I guess we'll find out at all out why he he hurt Paul White. Um, and then on top of that, who's left in the fucking Nightmare family to even, like, you know what I mean? Because it's, like, this big, this big thing. Like, they, QT hates Cody and the Nightmare family and blah, blah, blah. But now that the gun clubs heal... Uh, all you have is what Lee Johnson and Brock Anderson and Dustin Rhodes and I guess Cody. I think that's it. I don't know. Doesn't really seem like a stable anymore. Um, uh, but yeah, after this, uh, we had Britt Baker's promo on the Casino Battle Royale with uh, Rebel and Jamie Hader, basically saying both of them are going to be in there, and if they win, I mean, they don't really need. Uh, a title shot because the, the belt's staying right here. So they're not even going to fight for the title if they win. So obviously neither of these girls are winning because that would be boring and it wouldn't set up anything for anybody. Um, I, I I don't know who's going to win this though because uh, let's just let's just get into this next, this next little uh, match here. So Ty Conti versus Penelope Ford. Um, I don't know... I don't know what they were doing at some point in this match. Like, they were just, I don't know. It was weird. It was like she was trying to apply submissions, and then she'd forget what she's doing, like, halfway through. I don't, I don't know. It was it was a really weird little moment. I don't know if anybody else saw it, but she's, like, transitioning between arm locks and stuff like that. But Penelope Ford's just kind of standing there like, uh, dude, what? I think you're doing too much. <laughs> um the big gut buster was nice by Penelope Ford. Uh, Ty Conti with the roll up for the win. Um, and then, you know, obviously the bunny comes out and they uh, go to attack. Her and Penelope Ford go to attack um, Ty Conti. They're beating her up. And then Anna J returns. Uh, number 99. The Queen Slayer herself. And now we know Anna J is going to be in the Battle Royale. Ty Conti, Ford, the Bunny, all of them. Um, Anna Jay might be going over. I don't know. Big return, going after Britt Baker. Like it could, it could happen. That would be a great, uh, great title match. I would love to see them go at it um, and on a big stage. Um, after this, we had Thunder Rosa uh, starts a promo. Gets about 20 fucking seconds into it before Nyla Rose and Jade Cargill jump her, beat her down uh, in a kind of awkward, like, like they didn't know what they were doing and just like, ah, yeah, let's just use that one. Um, after this, we have a video package for Chris Jericho uh, just kind of putting over the MJF in his match all, all over again. And then we get to the main event of the evening. Now, this was actually a pretty long fucking match. Um, we have the Bucks and the Good Brothers, the Elite versus the Jurassic Express and Lucha Bros combo here. Um, dude, Jung Jungle Boy taking a lot of the damage in this match. Ray Phoenix just being a fucking legend. Um, the end to this was like a quick... A super fast Meltzer driver uh, for the win. But there were so many moments in this match where you just think, how can Ray Phoenix top anything that he's done ever? Like, the guy is a fucking 
like dream and like he's a dream in the ring for us fans, but he's a nightmare probably to work with because they're like, wait a minute, what you want to walk across the ropes, do a flip and kick me in the face. (laughs) Like, like him trying to explain, no, 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 no. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do a, you know, a fucking springboard, to two different sides of the fucking ring. And then I'm going to give you a, you know, a poison Rana, uh, midair, like just, you know what I mean? I'm sure he just comes up with the craziest shit ever. And they're just like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do it. That's, that's, that's how these things work. Um, so there was a lot of things in the match that happened, like a lot of cool shit. I could sit here and run down them, but, uh, the part that's after this. Okay. So Kenny comes out, and starts talking shit. I mean, he's talking shit about everybody. He's talking shit even about Tony Khan and how he stole the keys to the cage, right? Um, so the elite start beating everybody down. They keep uh, the Lucha Bros and Christian Cage in the ring. And uh, Kenny says, lower that fucking bitch down. Uh, you know, Brandon Cutler comes comes down the ring, uh, bringing kendo sticks for everybody. And... Uh, they lower that fucking cage and then they start beating the shit out of Christian and uh, the fucking uh, Lucha Bros. Just, I mean, just smashing them with kendo sticks and all kinds of stuff. And really funny parts where uh, Brandon Cutler is spraying people with the cold spray so they'll get off the cage because you had, you had people like the, you know, obviously Jurassic Express trying to climb in, but Frankie Kazarian came down. The dude from Top Flight came down. Um, and they were like spraying them and hitting the cage with the kendo sticks, making them fall off. So pretty cool. But Kenny Omega just talking shit the entire fucking time. It was, it was great. And, uh, and then after it, uh, fucking like it goes off the air like this. It just cuts like mid Kenny still talking shit. And then you see on the internet, uh, TK coming down, pissed as fuck throwing kendo sticks at the fucking cage like i'm sure it's part of the character like yeah you stole the fucking keys like you're a piece of shit kenny blah blah blah. uh but a part of me thinks like dude they went off the air mid him doing all this stuff i wonder if this is kenny going off the rails um you know and tk was actually like dude you you fucking you didn't give us an out like you just fucking like, and he's actually pissed off because he fucking took a kendo stick and chucked it up against the cage and he just threw it like, like he didn't plan on it. Like it was an actual like rage moment where he just, somebody hands him a kendo stick and he just grabs it and fucking throws it. I don't know. It was pretty fucking pretty cool little thing. Go watch it. I'm sure it's on Twitter or something, whatever you, whatever you're at your fingertips, it's on your phone. Just go into there and you'll find it. Um, but yeah, that is it for Dynamite. Dynamite, like I said, was pretty fucking cool. But without further ado, let's get right into the official homework of the week. All right, everybody. The official uh, homework for the last two days, because um, there's going to be another fucking podcast on Monday. Um the homework is since Punk is wrestling, it's a big deal. Uh, I have a match of his, and he's actually facing my old favorite wrestler. So it is a TLC match between Jeff Hardy and CM Punk. Um, it's SummerSlam 2009 uh, for the world title and the World Heavyweight Championship uh, match. So. Yeah, go watch that. Uh, let me know what you think. Um, I don't know where you can find me I, in that Discord app. There's a, there is a, hundred percent elite podcast Discord thing. I don't even know how to set that up completely. Maybe somebody can reach out to me on the STE one and teach me how to fucking work that damn thing. Uh, so we can all talk to each other. That'd be awesome. Um, but yeah, that's the homework for this week. Uh, let's get right into Rampage. Rampage was pretty fucking cool. I liked it a lot. Um, so you had Taz, Excalibur, Mark Henry, and Jericho on commentary. Um, 
it opened with Malachi Black versus Lee Johnson. I mean, dude, Black just looked dominant. Lee Johnson, like, he got a lot more offense than I expected. Uh, but the match was fucking cool as shit, I think. I mean, Malachi Black, literally, his shots looked like they were just laying in so stiff. He looked brutal in pretty much everything he did. Um, but yeah, ended up getting wrecked. He gets the, he gives Lee Johnson a chair finally, and Lee Johnson gets up, is about to use it, and Malachi just kicks his fucking head off. Um, and then after that, Malachi, uh, you know, I don't know if he goes to mess with him again, but Dustin Rhodes runs down and, uh, you know, gets him out of the ring. And after this, like right after this match, um, Dustin cuts a promo on Malachi Black. And it is a, another reason why Dustin Rhodes is still doing it today. He just cuts this killer fucking promo. And it got me pumped up for that match. I am going to get to see that match. Um, Dustin Rhodes, to me, has... Um, he's won me over as a fan in his run in AEW. Uh, before Goldust, um, I hated... Gold dust on a lot of a lot of different reasons and ways. I just I just didn't like the character. I didn't get it. I didn't you know what I mean? I just didn't understand. Dustin Rhodes, the natural. I like that he still keeps the face paint in the in the gear. He looks cool as shit. Um when he first came in, he was like half face painted Darth fucking Maul. It was cool. So that's where I am on that. After this, you had Miro cutting a promo on Eddie uh, out in the out on the ramp, and Eddie Kingston is a uh, true gem. Okay, uh, literally coming out there after you know Miro does a spiel and he says you're the redeemer. He's like redeem these nuts, and they've already got a shirt. Redeem these nuts <laughs> for sale. Um, it was such a cool fucking moment. He gets into the ring and uh, Miro rolls out and basically like, yeah, you're you're not going to get me until Sunday. And uh, I think it's going to be a fucking all out just. I think there's going to be a lot of shoot punches thrown. That's my opinion on it. I think they're going to try to wreck each other. Um, but yeah, this was a really fucking cool segment. I really like this. Uh, got me pumped up for that match. Um, after this, we had Rebel and Jamie Hayter versus Chris Statlander. Handicap match. Uh, we don't see a lot of handicap matches in AEW. Uh, so this was pretty fucking cool. I, I like this match. This match was actually really good. Chris Statlander really uh, pulling out some cool shit. Uh, at one point, she's got Rebel on her shoulders. Jamie Hayter goes in for the crossbody, and she catches her and then slams them both down. I'm like, just a powerhouse woman right there. Um, Chris Statlander, like, uh, I, I, I hope her and Britt Baker just have an absolute tear the house down barn burner and really show um, the, the new fans that have just recently come back why she's the champ and why Chris, Stan, Chris Statlander to, like, AEW fans who have been here for a while have, like, coveted her as like one of the best in AEW so hopefully they just have like just great chemistry I hope nothing bad happens I know I'm jinxing it knock on wood okay so um I just I really hope that match in particular because I think the rest of them will go off great but I think if that match goes above and beyond it'll make this entire pay-per-view, um, I don't know, because normally every single fucking pay-per-view, the women's match, is not the low point. It's like they call it the popcorn match or the whatever where people don't really tune in. So I think Britt Baker being so over will get a lot of people to be like, you know what, I really want to watch this Britt Baker match. Chris Statlander's been uh, good. You know, they're both really good-looking girls. Let's just, let's just see this out, right? Um, and I hope they just fucking tear it down. I hope they really uh, put it on the map. But yeah, nice little match between them. Uh, Chris Statlander uh, picking up the win here. 
and they try to beat her down, but uh, Red Velvet slides in to even the odds. Um, Red Velvet getting booed again, so <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what Red Velvet does. Hopefully, she turns on Statlander at the pay per view and creates a feud between her and Statlander and joins up with Britt Baker, maybe her and Jamie Hayter and, and Baker, you know, they get a fourth member and she becomes like somebody who actually gets booed because Britt Baker is a heel who is getting cheered and not only cheered, but the crowd goes with her DMD. And, uh, it's, it's weird. It's like, she's, I don't know. She's kind of like a, the Deadpool character. He talks a lot of shit, but people love him. I don't know. Cool little segment here. Uh, so after this, we had uh, they basically went over the pay-per-view matches, uh, talking about the big Cincinnati show after the pay-per-view, which is fucking dope. I can't wait. Um, to me, to me, this feels like it's gonna be like the the Raw after WrestleMania. You know what I mean? Like it's just gonna be cool shit happening. Um, after this, we had Darby Allen and. 2.0 and Daniel Garcia cutting a promo on each other. Uh, Punk comes out and crowd goes nuts. Um, like he he dove in the crowd and like got everybody. He was going on commentary for this match. Um, so the main event for Rampage is Daniel Garcia versus Darby Allen. Uh, Darby Allen is uh, getting wrecked on the outside of the ring to start. Like he's kind of throwing his body. Uh, all over the place. He takes a tumble over a fucking table and looks like he smacked his head pretty fucking hard. Um, Sting, uh, you know, gets out there and starts taking care of 2.0, just beating the shit out of him. Uh, there was a really nice superplex by Garcia in the middle of the ring. Uh, there was that, um, that spot where Darby Allen had Garcia on his back and he did the coffin drop, uh, off the top. That was pretty fucking cool. Um, and then Darby uses that, um, that like pin submission. I forget what it's called, like the last supper or like the final judgment. I don't know, something, something like that. Uh, but he uses that to, uh, get the win here. And then 2.0 start on Darby, uh, trying to beat him down. Punk comes down to, uh, make the save and Darby, I guess didn't really need it. He just needed that slight distraction so he can fucking bullet dive at 2.0 and then get up and have this stare down into uh, Punk's face as they go off air and uh basically just setting up that that fire for that pay-per-view uh for everybody watching at home. They're like, "Oh fuck, I can't wait for this fucking match." I don't know how dude if Darby does one of those fucking dives to CM Punk. I mean, the guy's pretty fucking old. He looks like he's in shape, but he's old. Uh, and he hasn't wrestled in a while. I wonder I wonder if anybody has ever dove at him full speed from out like from in the ring to the outside and just clobbered right into him. So, uh, I'm wondering how he's going to handle this, how things are going to shape up uh, as as they say. Um but yeah, that was it. That was Rampage. That was the main event. Uh, super pumped for the pay-per-view. I already talked about my picks. Uh, but let's just run down this card one more time. Uh, because obviously Andrade and, and Pac are wrestling. Uh, they're going to be wrestling in Cincinnati. Um, so Bucks versus Lucha Bros. I got the Lucha Bros winning here. Britt Baker versus Chris Statlander. I have Britt Baker winning. Uh, Miro versus Eddie Kingston. I have Miro uh, retaining that title. Kenny Omega versus Christian Cage. I have Kenny Omega winning. I don't think Christian's going to be the two-time champ. Um, uh, QT versus Paul White. I think Paul White's going over here. You got Mox versus Kojima. I think Mox is going over. MJF versus Jericho. I have Jericho winning. I don't think MJF is going to beat him and, and kick him out of wrestling or whatever. Uh, and then CM Punk versus Darby Allin. I have CM Punk winning. I know they, they're probably going to have a barn burner match. Darby Allen's going to go over and he's going to shake his hand, but that doesn't make sense to me. Um, I think Punk should win. I think Punk should pick him up, then cut a promo. You know, uh, you got a lot to learn. You know, this business is blah, 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 like all that stuff. And just pat him on the shoulder and raise his hand and give him the big whatever. But make it a big 
big, you know, all-out brawl, but beat him. Punk needs to beat him, or else why do I care if Darby Allen can beat him? You know what I mean? It doesn't make sense. Um, and then you have the best friends versus the HFO. I got best friends going over. Uh, the buy-in is the ladies' casino battle royale. I think it's actually pushed to the main show now. Um, I don't know. I think whoever the Joker that comes in is going to be the one who wins. Um, I don't know who that's going to be. I know they they kind of brought up Nyla Rose a little bit. I don't want to see Nyla Rose again uh, on going for the title. Pick somebody else. Uh, maybe fucking Jade Cargill. That might be a route. But my money is on like Ty Conti, Anna Jay, or whoever the fucking, um, whoever the Joker is. Whoever is this surprise person, Ruby Soho or whatever her name is, or somebody like that. I think that's who's going over in the Casino Battle Royale. So, uh, yeah, that's all the, the matches for All Out. I am super pumped. I've already bought it. Um, so, uh, with that being said, you guys know what time it is. It is time for the... The official match of the week. All right, everybody. The official match of the week um, for me is actually going to be the uh the big match with all the tag teams in it so jurassic express and uh, the lucha bros versus the elite sending them home um i really liked the match I, I liked what uh what happened after just just some fun some cool shit i i liked it a lot obviously ray phoenix is uh, a big reason why i like this match that he just went all out for this and you know no pun intended um it, the dude is, he's going to go down in history. I mean, they talked about it uh, on commentary. There's no better luchador high flyer than Ray Phoenix right now. There is nobody. Um, so with that being said, guys, um, stay tuned. I will be putting out an episode Monday. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But. Without further ado, let's get out of here, guys. I will see you guys on the next one. We are many, you are one, we have plenty, you have some, you're taking this so serious, but I'm only doing this for fun, you're walking backwards while I run, met without cause you're out done, open my mouth as I erupt, regretting what you just begun, you're never stopping me, you're never stopping this, you never saw me coming, but you must acknowledge this, so I'll just bring the heat, and leave them powerless, to try to step to me, so maybe you should crawl a bit.